to the According Services Podcast. I am your host, Andrea Williams. It's been quite a long time. It's probably been damn near a year, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We got a lot to talk about, but not really because we're only going to talk about a couple things. Um, we're going we're gonna to jump straight into NBA because that's mostly what's going on right now. I haven't watched a, a single football game. As you know, I don't watch football, so we'll go straight to the NBA. Did any of you guys watch those bubble games? Because I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like I was, oh, the bubble when I'm watching bubble games. I was I was not watching those games. Did y'all, did y'all watch those games? I mean, congratulations to the people who won, but, you know, I wasn't watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for a lot of them, I like I, – I was probably, like, in and out of a lot of them. Like, I watched them with the intention, like, all right, cool, basketball was back. And then after a while, I was like – all right, what else on TV? <laughs> was it just me? But I mean, maybe it was just me, but it just did not. It did not feel real. Right. <laughs> it didn't feel right. Like I don't know. Maybe if the team I liked was in it, I'd have you know been, you know, more into it. But those games were, they did not feel like. NBA games, um, they they felt like they were just like it was like an open run, like they were just at the yeah. gym hooping, and yeah. shit, I can go to the gym and hoop. I don't want to watch these niggas hoop. How many of the like, games did, did y'all watch? Did y'all even watch the finals? Oh, I watched. I think I watched yeah. all the finals games, and I watched um the the conference finals, like the the semis. I was like in and out. I was just like ah. This will be over soon. I'm, I'm, you know, man, for the most part, it was just, it was hard to watch that shit and just be like, and feel like you were the loudest person watching. You know what I mean? Like from a point, like from a spectator perspective, like if he was in the living room screaming after, you know, a LeBron to 80 Ollie hoop, it's just like, Oh, nigga, you need to quiet down shit. <laughs> hey, my wife is not about to sit here and listen to me yell about one of these motherfuckers doing anything. And you know, it's just in, in those games, like they don't even feel like they have stakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a great point. And I was I was saying to I was saying to my brother during one of the games because for a long time my brother was like in a part of that community that thinks that you know, home crowd or home court and home field advantage is a myth. It's just it really isn't. It really isn't. Because you see how like some teams just fold under pressure. And it's not the pressure of who you're playing, it's the pressure of playing in a certain location because that, that shit makes a difference. It does. It yeah, does. And, some, young and, and it's not just yeah and, and it's not just the, the crowd. It's the crowd within the stadium at that because <clears throat> In some stadiums, you know, the, the, the sound just reverberates different and it, it just, it bounces off the walls and the ceilings different. Like that's why even before, you know, Steph and Clay went to Golden State, when Baron was on Golden State and remember that, that one series where they just we destroyed believe. the Jazz is it, because it, m- nobody was used to that. Nobody was used to playing in a stadium that was that loud. It was like the Utah Jazz. Um, back when the Bulls were winning championships, like they were one of the teams that, uh, you know, people said had a really, really loud, uh, crowd. Utah, yeah. uh, I want to say, uh, Seattle, you know, but those niggas definitely, you know, took it to another level, uh, that, that the, the Golden State, the Golden State, uh, crowd. They were on something else. From, like, the aspect of a professional athlete, you know, like, we as the fans of the sport, we think it's weird. But imagine how these niggas feel, bro. Like, they've been been in packed gyms since they could walk. And now they're thrust into this unimaginable consequence. I think for some people, like, like I said, I think for the younger guys, the game was easier. Like it was easier for them to play without the crowd pushing back on them. Yeah. I think the game was easier for them in that, you know, in that, in that instance. 
I think for the older guys, it, it wasn't. I think for the older guys, it was a little bit harder for them to yeah, not. Yeah, you're in the league five, six years, you know, used to a certain kind of game, game time environment. And everything you know is just taken away from you. So, you know, for certain people, yeah, I, I think it was easier. But then as, a, you know, for the younger, like Tyler Hero, um, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, is that the fucking dude's name? Yeah. Uh, him. He played a lot better than I would have ever thought he would have played. And I think a lot of that was just because when the crowd ain't on your ass, it's a lot easier to do things. It's just easier. It's just easier to do things. The crowd ain't on your ass. You can do, you can shoot with, you know, less pressure. The the moments aren't as big. Like, I mean, the game just wasn't as fun for me personally, but you know, I know for Lakers fans, it was, it was great. Um, you know, having one like that, and uh, for LeBron fans, I know that was you know he got a he got a fourth one. I know that was great for them, but for me as a as a fan of the game, it wasn't necessarily the most pleasing basketball to watch. I don't know um, if you guys feel the same. It was way. it was it was just like I don't know, man. Like, I, I like, I, I, I won't say that some of those games weren't competitive because they definitely were. Like, for instance, like that Luka Doncic game where he hit that step back game winner. That, that game was back and forth and it was so, so entertaining. But it's still like, would you rather watch, like, <laughs> it's like, would you, if you had two, if you had four teams, Two of the teams were in a packed, you know, 18,000 seat stadium. And then you have another team that's in like this small hotel gym. Like, which one would you rather watch? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say like whether two of the teams are in a D league and two of the teams are in an NBA. Like, you're going to want to watch a team in a packed house. Like, it's, it's hard to get over that. And then, you know, but on the flip side, I made, I made this point on Twitter, like during that time. Um, you can't say that the mental aspect of it was easier for all of the players because, not for all of them, because you know, like, you know, like I, Dre, I told you this before, like when, when this whole like working from home thing started, I made a point that like, you know, I like my work to be at work, not to be in my living room because, Mm I, I appreciate the decompression stage of driving to work from from the crib and I got to get myself ready and then driving home from work and I could just release and let it go. Like those yep. players didn't have that. They, don't, they didn't have that moment. And I think I, I think it was Steven Jackson that said, like, this is totally different. Like, you, you know, you got to go through the, the process of like going through hotels and getting back on a plane after the yeah, game. Yeah, their routine like, was, was knocked off. Yeah, and you don't have that. You don't have that sense of like, okay, I can go see my girl, I can see my kids for a little bit, and I could just unwind for a second. Your work is still at work. I mean, I'm sorry, home is still where work is. Yeah, because you just confined to a hotel room. Yeah, you have these like you know these little common areas, but other than that, you don't really have much else. Like even for the for the the celebration, the immediate celebration, they were just. <laughs> They were at like a little cabana on the resort property. Like it's really nowhere else to go. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't the same for guys that have an idea of, you know, what, you know, what the game is going to be in in normalcy. You know, the game wasn't the same for them. Um, you definitely didn't prepare the same. Um, it doesn't feel the same. Like I, I completely understand that. Like that's a hundred percent true uh the flip side of it is though um like i said the the younger guys got to play well without the pressures of the game that i think uh, that helped a lot of them honestly Uh, a lot of those guys got got a lot of help because they didn't have to deal with the pressures that came with you know playing big you know big time basketball big time moments and having the fans screaming in your ear like that changes things too. But I do think that the, like you said, the decompression part of it is definitely different in that they don't, they don't get to go home. They don't get to go see their family. So I think the mental aspect of it 
is the part that was uh, more difficult for for guys, not necessarily uh, the the playing on on the court. I don't know if that was necessarily the difficult part, but I do think that the the uh, the mental aspect of of the, the way everything had to be played out that definitely I think messed everybody up a little bit, especially the older guys. Like the young guys don't know what the they don't know what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? They have no idea what's supposed to be and what isn't supposed to be. They have no clue. The older guys do. So it's a little bit difficult for them to, yeah, to just change and flip like that. That's why I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at the beginning of the season. Uh, are they still doing the same shit? Uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Chris, do you know? No, about what? The, the, like what exactly they're going to be doing to begin the season. Like in a sense of like, Dre, you meant like in a sense of like fans and stuff like that? Yeah, because I saw, um, Loeb, the Golden State dude was talking about, uh, potentially having the stadium like 60% full or 40% full or something along those lines. I remember seeing something like that, but I, I can't imagine, you know, with the way the world is right now, anybody having, having fans. Like, I just, I can't imagine it. Then, like, the, the worst part about all of this is, like, I understand the NBA is trying to recoup some of that lost revenue last year. Uh, but the way everything is looking, bro, it, it, it looks kind of tone deaf to me. And that goes for everybody. Anybody, any sport that's trying to do this, any of them. Uh, football in particular and, and baseball, football and baseball, have been terrible. The whole thing has been uh, a shit show. And that they have attempted to do it like this is it's a bit much because it seems like every week somebody is is getting it, right? Yeah. Every week somebody is getting sick. Um two running backs from the Ravens were just tested positive the other day. <laughs> I just don't think it's worth it. It's, it's really just not worth it in my in my estimation. And the crazy but, part is, you don't know if they caught it after the game or during the game. You can't. You can't know. You can't know. They're, they're no, fucking tackling each other at full speed. The whole game, sweating all over each other and bleeding all over each other, and then you talk about social distancing. I, I don't know. The whole thing. <laughs> wear a mask, but not, not when I'm sacking. Oh, oh, and then you got you got Dabo Sweeney in college football. Oh, one of the God. best teams in the country mad at Florida State because they don't feel comfortable letting their players play against one of his players that not only tested positive, but was symptomatic. Like, like, like I think you said at the beginning, Dre, like you said, like you would think that, you know, the right thing to do would be to not, allow fans or if if you're going to allow them allow them like a bare minimum but you thinking with common sense and like you said chris like it's a bit tone deaf like i feel like that's the 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 modern that's the modern way to be apparently to be tone deaf deaf? everything yeah (laughs) like it seemed like that shit is the norm (laughs) i'm not about political but that might have something to do with your president oh oh 100 excuse me (laughs) Uh, the motherfucker that's unemployed now. He ain't got no job. He definitely does not have a job. Uh, he's acting like but a dude. Nonetheless. <laughs> he's acting like a motherfucker without a job. <laughs> playing golf and, you know. And you know, I guess I go for a walk today. <laughs> for to do what? That's, that's what unemployed motherfuckers do. They be like, yeah, I guess I go for a walk today. Go play some golf. Get out the house. Yeah, you got some golf to play. Man, dude, this show gonna come on anyway. I record it. <laughs> I wonder if the viewers really know how how much of a terrible human being Dabo Sweeney is. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Uh, bro, there's like six years. Been of one for a long time. <laughs> he's been a piece of shit for a very, very long time. Um, remember the whole cat thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's y'all boy, though, man. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 that's y'all boy. Like back to the to the 
stadium capacity stuff, like, I feel for, like, people like my moms, you know, who they their job is depending on if the NBA going to do something with fans. But I feel like there's got to be some, some middle ground. Like, there's got to be some situation where they're saying, okay, because I don't think the NBA did a bad job. Well, they did do a bad job with the bubble. I mean, they had no positive tests. No, Everybody the was, was – the bubble was great in, 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 in terms of, you know, COVID protocol and safe, and player safety. But this is totally different. Like, it what is. type of mandates are you going to put in place to protect the players, the coaches, and the, and the, the, the team there. staff, and the arena, and the arena yeah. workers? Like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of risk management you have to go to. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward what exactly they're going to do. Can you talk about the stuff? No, you probably can't talk about this. Stuff. That's no, also a lot I, of money. I, I wanted to. I want to, but I, I know. I can't. I know. That's, yeah. That's why I was like, I was about to say it. And I was like, no, no, don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not even worth it. But I, I agree with you that um, the way that things are being handled, you know, from – the standpoint of the bubble and putting that in place, that was done well, but you can't transport that over to, um, you can't transport that over to a full season. You can't do it. There's too many people. People say, oh, well, just do the NBA bubble all, all over again. You got to think about it. The NBA is a business. If they do that again, they're not recuperating any type of money. They're not making any money. Like the the bubble itself cost like what I think it was like uh it cost like one hundred ninety million dollars the yeah, initial investment. Yeah, it was a lot of million. And it a only recouped the, yeah. it, <laughs> it only recouped like one point five billion. That's not that much money. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of a of a moving enterprise like that, no, it it really isn't. But they they did the best they could. Now, like Devin said, I'm interested to see how they go about doing this now because i because for me personally as a person uh that loves the game of basketball loves the nba i don't want to watch a full season and i'm playing in front of no fucking body because that yeah. to me isn't true to the nature of, of of the game playing in an empty goddamn gym like Ooh. that's like that's the true nature of, 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 of basketball but that's not the true nature of the nba or or the ncaa playing the game in front of no fucking body. I I wouldn't want to watch. I wouldn't want to watch 72 or however many games. They, I wouldn't want to watch that. And I won't watch it. And <laughs> I, like, I don't care who wins what. Like, nothing matters to me at that point. I'll, I can wait until they can, you know, until this shit is over and we can get fans back in and, and then we can see how good people are. Then we can see how good these young dudes are when the pressure is on them, the crowd is on them. And the same thing goes for the referees. Like, it's easy for the referee to make the right call. Ain't nobody calling him a bitch. You fucking bitch. That's the worst call I've ever seen in my life. And Top then the referee motherfucker. Goes, right. Goes back down there. And he, he makes the, uh, a call based on the fact that the fucking fans were just yelling at him and screaming at him. So I, I'm interested to see how they, they put everything together. But I definitely don't want to see another goddamn 72 games of this year. Uh, that I don't want. I like I said, I wasn't exaggerating when I said when I was saying I did not watch those games, and I and I will not watch those games if, if that's what the games are going to be. That shit was boring to me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. It was boring as fuck watching them. Like some of the games, like some of the games, you just couldn't uh, you couldn't deny. You know, Luca was going crazy. Donovan Mitchell was going crazy. Gary Harris was going crazy. Some games you just couldn't deny. But then there were some yeah. games where it was like. Man, get me the fuck out of here! Like, I'll I'll go watch oh, the runs along. God, man, what I think it was uh, I think it was Boston and Philly. Terrible. It was. Oh my God! I was, was like, turn this, turn this shit off. Born. Let, let, born. let them go out there and fight. <laughs> and that was before Ben Simmons got injured. So you imagine what it was after? Even worse. <laughs> that's that's my imagination. Joel, well, Joel and B look like you could just ship him like to Asia or somewhere, bro. He did not want to be there. I didn't want to be there. Yep, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's like it wasn't just him, and it wasn't. And then you had, then you add on top of that, like everything that was going on with like 
police brutality and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it was a and that's a whole yeah. different other subject because there's yeah. so much going on with that that there is a strong contingent of I don't want to say their race because I don't know, but <laughs> you guys know what I'm getting at here who did not watch the games either because they did not want to be part of that. They didn't want to watch that because of the way that the NBA was handling it, which is nuts yeah. because it, you know, the way the NBA handled it was right. And they got a whole bunch of people to fucking vote, you know, based upon the the players, uh, you know, uh, protesting. The protests got uh, people voting. They made the NBA open up the, uh, the arenas and, and make them into voting centers. Like all of that was good stuff, but there's a large contingent of people that did not care for what the NBA was doing. And because of it, the, ra- the ratings suffered. So, I, I mean, like you said, yeah, I'm interested yeah, to see yeah. what they're going to do. Nico Miritich, uh, apologists, them types. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andres Nocioni and uh, Kirk Heinrich, apologists. Yeah. They all, they all the same. They all the you same. Know they got- you, you, Dre, you let me know, and I'll let the hammer sing on them right now. You, just let you me got, know, and I'll wait. say this shit. Yeah. Hey, Dad, you know they got a new favor, right? Motherfuckers. What's the boy's name? Yeah. Right, that, Brian, you know what, Chris? Uh, That's a D- perfect Ar- segue. Archie Diacono. Oh, my Diacono. God. Archie Archie <laughs> Man, this ain't Villanova. They really do love him. They really, they really oh do. They really they do. love you, man. They love him. They, they, oh, my God. You know what their favorite words are? Grittiness. Toughness. High energy. Man, he brings his hard hat to work to every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bring his he bring his lunchbox to work. But he does. Y'all gonna get off Archie Diakonov, bro? Oh my god, dog! Like, you, you know what? <laughs> Here we go. These people that had it, the people that had, you know, their their contingencies with, you know, protests and 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 these players encouraging people to go out and get registered to vote and people. And these players who were saying, we just want to be treated like human and not be shot by the police the while, we're not, while we're unarmed. These people that have the contingency with those players and the NBA's rhetoric on that, they're, they're are, they are one and the same with Jim Boylan. They're the same. And, and for the longest time, we, we had a feeling about who Jim Boylan was. And then... Multiple I mean, it, it came to pass the, because they said he was uh, like one of the bigger the bigger issues. They, it was him. That it he was, was him. A, that he was a Trump guy. A Trump guy. He loved him, <laughs> and he and, didn't hide it. And multiple people around the league confirmed it, but we knew it. We we didn't have to hear that shit to know, or to yeah. or to, to, to have some confirmation on it. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> I was talking to somebody. A lot of people that I uh, that I like uh, going out sad as hell <laughs> at this point because I'm finding out people. You know that I that I like this. You know, as artists or whatever, I'm diametrically opposed to the thing that that they that they hold dear. Like I'm I'm diametrically opposed to anybody who, you know, supports Donald Trump. So like uh, athletes that I'm finding out are uh, Donald Trump supporters, and actors I'm finding out that are Donald Trump supporters, and all Damn. kinds of people that I'm finding out are Donald Trump supporters, and it's like it's fucking me up because I I don't understand how anyone could be a supporter of that dude. But like I said, I want this to be, you know, some sort of a, a political podcast. What we can move on to, though, since we since we were talking about uh, the Bulls and the, and the coaching. The Bulls fired him, finally. Finally got rid of that idiot. The last and, boss. The second to last boss. Yeah, the second to last <laughs> boss. Now they got to take out a henchman. He's a henchman. Uh, no, but they got rid of him. They got Actually, they got rid of everybody. Like, it was like a clean... A clean break. A clean break. Yeah. Uh, Pax. I mean, Pax is still around, but he's not really around. He's getting he's paid. Yeah, he's just getting paid. Uh, so there's no Pax. There's um, there's no Gar. Gar is gone. Their boy is gone. Um, we have sort of best is gone. We have a we have a clean break from stupidity. And we signed Donnie. Uh, we we Donnie. We uh, we signed Donovan. I was gonna call him Donnie. But we got Donovan. What did you guys think about that? Because I saw a lot of people complaining that the oh Bulls. Oh my god! Yeah, but that's just what people do. People just complain. That's that's what of- that's what people do. That's what Bulls fans do. But I I'm actually very I I when when I saw it I was like you know what I'm satisfied with that I really am. Um, you're a Bulls fan. I trust. So all you do is complain. I I, I, I trust AK. 
and I, you know, Dre, I can complain about some bullshit. I can, <laughs> I can be a professional at that, but I trust AK and I trust the hiring of, of Billy Donovan because Billy Donovan has shown that he knows how to develop young players. Now, when it comes to X's and O's and, and he got a lot of people with him though. He has a lot yeah, of people and, with him. and that's, yeah, like I, I like one of his hires is, uh, uh, Maurice Cheeks. I'm really yes. happy with that because I've, I've heard a lot in the past about how young players just they listen, they hear Maurice Cheeks and they listen. It's hard. They, to not he listen knows to how them. to communicate things to players. He knows how to communicate things to players where he can have them. He can have them execute, and he adapts to their personality and doesn't try to make them adapt to what he's trying to teach. Um, that's that's what I feel like the Bulls need that right now, especially coming off of this guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing. No clue. Um, you re- you really need that, and we have a good we have a good team, man. Like, I it's 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 easy to look at it and say that the Bulls are terrible. Well, you also have to look at you have to also have to factor in that Jim Boylan was a horrible coach. I mean. Some of those lineups and the people that he was putting out there, they had no business being out there. And the defense and then he tried to, boos that he was he, running. Yeah, yeah, and then you tried to run help. you tried to run Zach into the ground and then you have him after a while, he checking out. He broke Lonnie. So, Definitely oh, did not do him any uh, oh. favors, I will say that. Let's not so, forget when, when he consistently started Buddy from Washington, what's his name? Sadaransky over uh Kobe when he was obviously should have been a starter. Sadoransky couldn't even play for my team on 2K. Okay. I don't have a problem well, with Sadoransky playing, but I, do. I don't I don't think he should have been the starter. Kobe. Yeah, I don't think he should have been a starter. But you know, they he did what a lot of a lot of teams do. He's trying to or a lot of guys do, trying to bring the young dude uh, along slowly when basically I mean when the team was clearly not any good, you just give him give him the keys. Just let him just just let him do whatever. Because at this point, you're just trying to see what you got. And I think that's kind of what AK and uh, Mark are trying to do. They're really just trying to see what they actually have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't mm-hmm. think they believe that the Bulls are as bad as um, the record may have indicated. Yeah. So they're, they're they're giving it a go, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I know a lot of people have a problem with that. Like, why are the Bulls not signing all of these people, even though the Bulls had, like, negative fucking uh, cap space? It's not like they could go out there and, and sign anybody, really. They didn't have any goddamn money to sign anybody. So, what like, what did you want them to do? I said something in our uh, chat about the Bulls. Uh, Bulls fans, and I said that they're basically becoming, um, they're becoming Knicks fans. Bulls fans are becoming Knicks Easy. fans. Easy. All we do is complain and bitch and moan. That's all, that's all Bulls fans do now. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of tiring because I think, like Devin said, AK and Mark, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? At least now. You know, people that's are complaining right. about, you know, them, Drafting uh, Pat Williams from Florida um, State University, Florida State, Sorry. and considering the track record of of him when it comes to drafting players, I believe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. We should give him a little bit of time. Let him see what he's trying to do. Because what's the worst that can happen? It ain't like we could be any worse than we already were. Damn. Like, <laughs> Dre, you said it so perfectly. It's like, how much can we be worse than what we were? Like, is it possible? I don't think so. <laughs> and then also consider this: there was no generational talent that was in this draft. There really was. You know, like this. It was what it was. I said to somebody on Twitter, this uh, uh, forgot the guy's name, but I said. Do you guys really think that if, you know, LaMelo Ball went to a Power 5 school um, or one of those Blue Blood schools that he would be the outright number one pick? And what did they say? You got to think about it. It's a maybe. You don't know. So all these other guys went to these Power 5 schools, and none of them were just the outright top choices except uh, my man from Georgia. 
Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. So, you know, he had to do the best with what he had. And Pat just showed out in some of these, like some of these workouts. I, I've heard that it was it was amazing. I mean, and he was; those were against pro players, and he yeah. was balling out. And like so, you could tell like, in those videos that he, like, he was playing like he knew he was supposed to be there. Exactly, he was playing like he was like, "Hey, I need to, I need to show the fuck out, like, because I'm supposed to be here." And then I, you know, there's these crybaby ass Bulls fans that are saying like, "Oh." You know, them are pickup games. No shit, dog. Yeah, like, but, but you know what? That's, that's, that's the what we have right show now. you the kit. That's all you're looking for. Exactly. You want to see what he has in his bag. And his bag seems to be full. Now, whether or not the Bulls coaching staff cultivates what he does well and work on the things that he doesn't. Like, one of the things he has to learn, they, they have to speed up his shot on set shots. Have to do yeah. that. But if you he look was, at when he played in college to those pickup games, it's been sped up. It's already been sped up. But the things that he does well will translate very well to the NBA. Sometimes college basketball isn't a good indicator of what a guy will be capable of. Not to mention Florida, like they had all those fucking seniors. He wasn't going to start. I yeah. think Bulls fans were like, well, why didn't they get Obi? Well, Obi is like 29 fucking years old. So the basketball player that he is, I know, I know he's 22. I know he's 22. Well, somebody who listen to it and be like, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I know he's 22 years old. But there's a vast difference between a 22-year-old basketball player and a 19-year-old basketball player. And a 19-year-old because you're already closer to leaving the door. Yeah, and you're close to what you are. At 22 years old, you're close to what you are. You're not going to, like, there's very rare times where a 22-year-old dude becomes something spectacular by the time he's 25, something a completely different player. But a 19-year-old basketball player that can do the things that Pat can do. You can't teach those things. Man, it's special. He can dribble. He can. He got the pull-up game. He can shoot from three. He can post you up. He can run the floor. He can be a tertiary basket, a, a, a ball handler. Um, he got great vision. He makes good decisions with the basketball. There's a lot of good in that bag. And I would prefer that we see what he can do as opposed to being like, why didn't we get this guy? I I don't know why we didn't get this guy or that guy or whoever, you know, whoever Bulls fans want. I don't know. But the guys that, you know, that do the drafting have clearly said that this dude is really good, you know, because they, they actually study this shit. As opposed to, you know, uh, Bulls fan '92 who doesn't. You see, I, I look at the draft and the Bulls creation <laughs> kind of in the same lens. You like that Bulls fan '92? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> you see, like I look at it through the same lens as far as Bulls fans seeing all these other teams sign players they wanted, uh, draft players that they wanted, and I always say the same thing. When was the last time? Lowry and like Levine were healthy for twenty straight games on the same court. And Lowry ain't been that. healthy for twenty straight games since his rookie year feels like so. Exactly. So at the same, I, I get the frustration, but at the same time, like you said, both of y'all, the Bulls are a lot better than that record. When you got a brand new Ferrari and you crash that shit, it's the driver, it's not the car. And something else I was uh, thinking about, um, Wendell was hurt, I want to say, the entire year. I, I know I'm probably over, I'm, you know, it's a bit, I'm, it's, it wasn't the whole year, but it kind of felt like the whole year. And it kind of felt like he was hurt all last, uh, the year before that. It kind of feels like this motherfucker has been hurt a lot. But he's very, very good. He's very good. Especially at what he does well. Rebounding the what ball. What he does well, he he's very, very good at it. And I would love to see him staying on the court because I know, um, I think Golden, they were saying that Golden State kind of wanted him um, if, the, if they were going to trade the Bulls for that pick because then, you know, they could have gotten somebody else and then they would have had their center too. If Golden State is saying they want to do, it's probably for a reason, man. Like this is the same, old, the, you know, the age-old thing about the, the Spurs. It ain't true anymore. But if the Spurs are trying to trade for one of your players, don't do it. Because the odds are you're not using your player correctly. And they're going to. And this dude is going to become very good. And you're going to look very stupid. 
He played 44 games his rookie year and played 43 games his past season. I mean, some of that was that, you know, the pandemic, everything that yeah. went wrong. That was, that was mm-hmm. a lot. Of but a lot but of it wasn't that goddamn pandemic. You know? But I look at the field goal percentage. So he went from 48% his, his rookie year to 53% the second year, bro. That's a pretty big jump, even considering the injuries. It is. I, I mean, I think I think he's he's. I mean, obviously defensively, he's above. He's way you know ahead of his time. Defensively, he's ahead of his time. He's ahead of his age. He's way better defensively. Um, but he can't shoot for shit. He can though. He can shoot. He, he had can, a coach Jerry. that did not use him to shoot. Like you he know just who's, didn't use him. You know who's better than Wendell Carter Jr. My boy Gafford uh, in the game. A lot of people. Bobby Porter. A lot Bobby of people Porter. are probably better than him. But that but if you don't get the opportunities, then yeah, you're never like they never put him in pick and pop. They never put him in pick and pop. And that nope. was something that he could clearly do in college. He was a pick and pop dude. He could pick and pop. Why wouldn't you have a dude that was good at pick and pop in college? Why wouldn't you allow him to pick and pop in this game? Because you got a coach that wants to develop a bench when he's twenty games under five hundred. Yeah, fuck that bench. <laughs> okay, we suck. I ain't got time for no damn bench. I don't have time for that. I want the Bulls to look at what they got. Like you saw when they, I don't know, somebody up top probably told him, "Hey man, just let Kobe play. Fuck it, let him play. God damn it. Okay, like stop with this Sadaransky and all this other stuff." Just let Building Kobe, toughness bullshit. Yeah, uh, the baby before <laughs> the carriage or whatever the hell he was talking about, that nonsense that he was saying. Forget all about all of that. Let these dudes play. Let them play. Let when I was play. with the Spurs, niggas ain't the Spurs. It ain't the Spurs, and the Bulls ain't got Spurs <laughs> players. So we, we ain't got Tim Duncan, bro. Shit, we ain't, we ain't got Duncan Hines. so at this point you kind of just gotta you know let dudes play see where they at in the game and go from there but instead of doing that he was pushing this thing about trying to build like you said build a team and you want to build like you build a team you build a team when you have a team the bulls were trying to figure out what they had and he wasn't allowing that to happen which is why he's a bad coach and why he's not here anymore. And why he's unemployed. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a, he would be a, a good, a good assistant coach defensive that going back into the role that he played before. I think that is the, the best way for him to, you know, to contribute to a team. But the idea that he should ever coach a team again, needs to be excommunicated from whoever's mind it is that thinks, <laughs> you know, that's what he should be doing because there's not a joke. No, he's a joke. Yeah, he's terrible. He's absolutely ridiculous. Nothing about that dude is good, and I'm glad he's gone. But with that being said, the Bulls have, you know, there's a lot of issues that the Bulls had, and um, they, uh, I, I think they're going to they're gonna be able to fix them. I, I, I know people didn't really like, the uh, Garrett Temple signing, I actually like that signing personally. I really like that because you know, uh, just, they just, need just people like that. Oh my god, it infuriates me <laughs> that these people just like they want to be mad at everything. Like everything. One clown. I hope that you hear this. I hope that you hear it, and you know that I'm talking about you. Some clown show said we could have spent that money elsewhere. We could have got somebody else to start naming off names. Do, do you realize that, like... Have you ever always, have you ever asked anybody, like, who's the person that we could have gotten? Yeah, have have <laughs> do, do you realize that that, that sports and, and free agency, it's not slavery, you know? Like, you just can't buy a motherfucker. They, they just have to come and play for the Bulls. And they just have to come and play for you. It has to be a mutual agreement. Um, And he was like, oh, we could have got more. For, for that mean? amount of money. First of all, the Bulls, I'm happy with this because this, this, this is a decent price considering the market. In, in the Bulls history, they gave D Wade 47 million to just sit around and not do a damn thing. Like, so if we want to talk about money and allocating funds, I'm, I'm yeah. happy with this. Buddy is a good spot up shooter. He has decent perimeter defense. He, he's he good to match bit. up with this team. He can handle he's a little bit. He's better than what we had. 
Like, like, fam, we're not going to win the championship this year. I don't know how many people don't understand that, or, or, or maybe you think that we're going to go to the to the playoffs and make some noise. This the <laughs> Man, point of this season. Love to make some noise. I, I love to make some noise. Oh I'm always a fan of make some noise. I, I I have no idea what make some noise actually means, but I've cool always been a, big, been a big fan of it. If you're not like contending for the goddamn championship, what the fuck are you doing? Just shut up. <laughs> this shit isn't about making some goddamn noise. It's not what this shit is about. It is not about making noise. It is not about all this uh, whatever the fuck else people are talking about. It's about winning the goddamn championship. That's what we're trying to do here. Not trying to make some noise. And you have to build towards that. You you have to. You can't just throw, you know, shit at the... I mean, this is basically what they've already been doing. It's throwing shit at the wall and hoping that something's going to stick. And I yep. don't want to do that anymore. I don't... And the, worst thing, the worst thing about that is, though, as far as throwing shit at the wall and see if it sticks, it's like Bulls fans don't know how to let go of people. Like, I love Bobby Porter's, like, Lens of the Bulls. That was my guy. Like, I'll always be a Bobby Porter's fan. You sound like, like uh, Blue Chips. Bobby was my guy. He was my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the Bulls didn't extend Chris Dunn, but they extended Denzel Valentine. Yeah, I understand why they, I understand why they did it, though. I did, they're too. Put, they're putting a premium on dudes that could do multiple things. And Chris, Chris Dunn, Dunn can only do one. do multiple things. <laughs> he can only do one. He could do one fucking thing. He is a great defender, a great defender. But he can't put the ball in the hoop better than I can. And that's a problem for an NBA basketball player, especially when they plays point guard, because you're going to get cooked at that position every goddamn night. Every night you're going to get cooked. So, like, what do you do? Do you you continue to get cooked at point guard, or do you get rid of the dude that's getting – Who's, I mean, it's like you're not going to, you're not gonna, you're not going to stop point guards from scoring in the NBA. Not now. The days not, of that shit game. is over. So you don't want to stop a dude from scoring as much as you want to be able to mitigate how much he scores. And how do you mitigate things, kids? By scoring yourself. That's how you that's how you mitigate scoring in the NBA now. It's not with defense. It's not going to be with defense. It's going to be by scoring yourself. So once the Bulls are able to to you know to do that, then that that kind of changes things. That that changes the the dynamic of what the team is trying to accomplish. But until they can do that, you don't have guys out there who literally cannot shoot. You just you just can't. You just can't. And I I like Chris Dunn. Um, I was sad that he wasn't, you know, good enough to stay with the team. Like I like Chris Dunn, but he's not—he's not a starting caliber um, point guard. And if he's all you're bringing him in to do is play defense, I mean, isn't he just Pablo Cephalosha at that point? <laughs> no, I'm saying though, isn't that isn't that all he's all he's doing at that point? He's just playing the role to come in and play defense and. Uh, you got to be able to fucking score. And we can't just be like, Zach, go out there and score, you know, 70, 80 points. Like, that's not going to win us games either. Which is why I feel like the Bulls kind of went in a kind of defensive mindset with Patrick Williams because, like, the Bulls have zero wings that play defense right now. Zero. And the one that can't Chandler, play is Chandler, always hurt. It's always hurt. Chandler Hutchinson, always hurt. Otto Porter, always hurt. Denzel Valentine, always hurt. I may not be the biggest fan of the Gary Temple signing, but like I said, he's better than what we got. We have no defense. Pat Will can obviously do that. I mean, the highlights speak for themselves. I like. I mean, Devin. <laughs> Devin is biased. Oh, oh, but he didn't start. No, man, because I just, I just hate dumb shit. I just hate it when people say shit. Like it's so easy in today's world to just go on Google and you can get your answer. It's just like motherfuckers was on the internet saying the other day, oh. Jeezy really lost that battle because Gucci oh, Mane got his masters. Oh my God. Uh, Google just told me that that was a lie. So <laughs> that didn't make no motherfucking sense. <laughs> so with with Pat, like motherfuckers talk about some, I, I, we shouldn't be drafting nobody that don't score double digits. 
and wasn't even starting for his team. Okay, well, if you go back and look at all of FSU's games, in the last four minutes of every game that was close, who was on the floor? The motherfucker that we just drafted. Who was getting buckets? The dude we just drafted. Who was playing shutdown defense on the on the perimeter and the wing and on the elbow? I guess Not nobody else. Matters. I guess that doesn't matter. Not this motherfucker from Israel. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Miracles you, 2.0. You're you, you going to leave Denny alone. You get man. off of Denny. No, man. I'm, 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 like, these takes are so trash, dog. Like, like, and it's from guys you, that didn't even watch games. That's the thing. And, like, these, it, it, I, I get it. You're impatient. You're fed up. You're frustrated. Okay, cool. But to be in a position of leadership, you have to, you have to be good at uh, allocating funds to what you have. And that funds isn't always just money. It's about talent and, and the resources that you have. You have to be able to look at things and delegate and make sure that you cohesively come to the right decision. When you look at somebody's track record and it says that they did all of those things and they were successful at it, why are you second guessing this person in, in the first place? Like everybody always wants the big time hire and the big time player and the big time pick. This ain't, this, it don't work like that, pieces. dog. Sometimes you exactly. that's, that's exact. You need pieces to make that shit work. Like them, them first three years with Steph and, and go to state, them niggas was trash. Let's, let's keep honestly, it I think this kid is going to be a goddamn monster personally. I, you listen, know. Pat gonna be an all star. Yeah, I think, I think right so now. too. I think I, I, I think so I'm too. Not, I, I'm not joking. I think he's going to be an all star at some point in his career. He's he's going to be an all star. I, I like people you know, kept like comparing him to other players. I saw one take that said that he was a um, some dude on on ESPN, some clown. He said that Pat was a a, a poor man's version of Paul Millsap. Hey, in I saw reality, Paul Millsap. I saw uh, Paul Millsap averaged twenty eighteen for like a good majority of his career. I saw Paul Mill, but he's more athletic than Paul Millsap. I saw Marcus, way more Marcus athletic. Morris, which come I, on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Buddy, Buddy is a is a more. To me, he has he he's almost like Bam, like Bam Adebayo, but he he's much he's much more fluid in his movements on offense than Bam is. And he's a lot longer like, too. Like, oh my God, man! Like, just people are idiots. You see, I laugh at a lot of the act slander because you gotta think about it. Act came from Denver, bro. Denver is like a fifteenth of the size of the market that Chicago is. You think this man don't know what he's doing? He doesn't know what he's doing. I told you, a Chicago fan ninety-two does. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. clown. Yeah, some clown. MJ Forever eighty-four on on two K <laughs> wants to fucking believe that. You know, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, and how can we possibly win with this? And we should fire this person. Like the motherfucker just got the job. They're telling you that he uh, just got hurt. That that wood line eighty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> wood line eighty-seven knows it all. Oh my god, goofy seventy-nine. Like, like the the what the the most contentious thing that I think or. I guess you could say the more, the most like, I guess most like, uh, how can I say this? Like, uh, insulting thing, I would say. You would think that after all the years we suffered with guard packs, the, the ineptitude of not being able to make decisions, not being able to pull the trigger, not being able to, you know, just go about things with common sense. You would think that people would be open to a different, type of decision making but no they still want to be pissed off and i think still. big dave does a, i think big dave makes a great point every time like i'm not gonna fight with he says i'm not gonna fight with you about this after everything i've been through i trust ak yeah because I, i've been with somebody that i better, don't his track record is better than than these two clients that's like you being in a relationship and this this wench been up and down Flip flopping all the time on you. She don't want to oh, this, and then she she want to act right. This day, you know, she tripping about a sip of orange juice left in the goddamn container, but then she'll put the same damn orange juice in the refrigerator two weeks later. Now you got this bad bitch. She got a job. <laughs> she paid for your haircuts. Man, Come on, she, bro. She, she was good at her job. 
And you know the dude that she was messing with, he wasn't shit, but you know she was down the ride and she was good for him, and now you got him. And you still want to be mad. Man, take your ass home. I got to be mad at The all. funniest part about that is, though, like, you look at Pax and Foreman's draft record, they were gifted Derrick Rose, and they didn't know Jimmy Butler was going to turn into Jimmy Butler. So what the f- did they really do? Like, what did they really do that people are harping then, on that they gave it so much pressure? And then to top it off, like, with, with like, d- I mean, the history with guard packs, once you look at it chronologically, it's bad. It's really bad. And they, like, for the longest time, especially guard Foreman, he used to just hang on to that, to that thought, like, well, we should have been Miami. We, we offered D-Wade and LeBron, they would have been the richest players in the league. But, dog, you have to let that go. Like, you they do. didn't come there. Boss, boss convinced him to, to go to Miami. There's yeah, a couple it, of things. It is what it is. Go. They got to let go of that, and they got to let go of the idea uh, and talking. They, I mean, one of the biggest things, constantly talking Hello. about Derrick Rose getting hurt. Like, Oh, man. Oh, my God, dog. Like, oh, <clears throat> Oh, Dre, you about to, you about to, oh, you about to. Well, if Derek never got hurt. If well, Derek never got hurt, that was all, like, that was definitely their, their thing. You know, we, have, we got a, we got dealt the raw deal because Derek got hurt. Bro, if Derek wasn't the entire offense, we would have never been in that position in the first place. Let's keep Period. it a buck. Period. Let's like, keep it like, a buck. You got Carlos Boozer as a consolation for not getting LeBron. Then. <laughs> That's then so two funny. Years later, then two years later, you, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't rebuild the right way and listen and listen to the other people in your organization like AK does and has a history of doing. When Tom Thibodeau was saying we need to get Draymond and not get Teague, you didn't listen to him. When other people were saying that you need to fire or, or Marquise fucking Teague. When when Here, people were saying that you need to fire the rehabilitation staff and the medical team and get a whole new one in here, you didn't do it. When <laughs> When, oh my God, dog! Like when so many when ACLs. Be, oh my God, dude! Like ACLs, knees, ankles, and knees, and a plantar fasciitis, a reconstructed oh ankle. Do y'all remember when uh, the Bulls were in Toronto last year and Daniel Gafford? This isn't funny, but Daniel Gafford was breathing on the floor in pain, yeah. and uh, Boylan refused to call it to him out. Yeah, and did he did he go out there and keep playing? Like it was like the time he kept out. playing. He went up there, and he kept playing. It was great. It's awesome. The Bulls have uh, there was a lot there was a lot wrong with the organization, and and like Devin said, I I am of the belief that the people in charge now deserve the like I I can say it a million times they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give them that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know why? Because adults have finally come to the dinner table. And, and, and I mean, you're gonna question that. a guy. You're gonna question a guy who, at one point, put together a team that had uh, uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray, Joker, and what's the guy's name that plays in Portland? The uh, power Nurkic. forward, Nurkic. 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 He had he had all of them. The motherfucker had a hand. Okay. <laughs> like he was at the space table, like, no, 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 telling his partner, I got it. <laughs> you just run with me. And but unfortunately, and it's just like teams in the '90s. You just happen to play in the same conference as the as a dominating team, as as a di- with a dynasty team. Shit happens. But he didn't stop and 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 put blame on you know other things that didn't come through for him. Like he continued to build. Like you, you that's 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 what leadership does. That's what good leadership does. They don't just harp on things that went wrong. They're like, okay, let's work through the adversary adversity and let's still get better through it so you know i i, I bulls fans need to do the aaron Rodgers relax just chill calm down and let's see what happens just just see what happens it's like my father one of my my favorite quotes is something my dad says wait wait stands for why am i talking shut <laughs> up and watch and you're gonna learn something just and chill if, we got if you don't learn Kobe, something there's you part of the problem you part of the motherfucking problem you know, I, I hate to be that guy, but half of these fools never played organized basketball in their life. I mean, I never played organized basketball. I ain't, I'm, I never played organized basketball. But I know a fucking guy. Make an offhand layup. I can make an. I mean, I was a good basketball player, but I just never. I never played. I never played for my team. I went to a fucking. I went to Kennedy. I'm not playing that. That's <laughs> your Chicago reference. 
Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I can make a yeah, I can make a left hand layup. <laughs> yes, uh, but the the problem to me is not like this is a, this is a big problem for me. It's not necessarily for some of these guys that they didn't play the game. Is that they're trying to play the game like it's calculus. So like they think that you can, and I, and this was like one of the problems I have with boiling because he said this. You know, you want to have guys that are interchangeable, which you do. But if you don't have the guys that are interchangeable, you can't take one deal out and put Felicio in. Felicio. Felicio. Oh, what my God. Name? You can't, oh like, my God. that's not how it works. You can't just mix and match dudes. You can't take out Zach Levine and put uh, uh, Dunn in and expect the same mm-hmm. type of performance and the same type of game. So these dudes yeah. are just looking at basketball like it's a calculus, like a calculus uh, problem. And this is how you're supposed to fix it. You're supposed to add these numbers, take these numbers out. You know, but that's not how basketball is played. At least not to me. Like if that's how people think basketball should be played, I okay, more power to them. Go play with a calculator. But you don't play basketball with a goddamn calculator. You play it with actual people. And some of these guys that the Bulls had, like y'all said before, um, they the Bulls didn't do the best job. Of of, of 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 putting together teams that work together. Like I, I think last year, the big issue was that we were uh, decimated. The Bulls were decimated by by injuries. I will give them that, but I mean I'm not gonna give you too much of it because this is always the problem, which means you're not putting together a team with depth. And whose fault is that? If the team doesn't have any depth, whose fault is? It? general manager an office yeah it's the manager vp of basketball operations is those guys those are the guys that's supposed to take um responsibility for stuff like that you know if we talk about responsibility let's take back a couple of years, more years even before boiling as much as black as i understand that tibbs deserved for everything he didn't get cut a fair deal bro for everything i'm not i'm not saying everything who what do you mean? I'm not giving. I mean, Tibbs, like everything wasn't Tibbs' fault. I mean, everything. No, that's I'm, I'm not so saying hard. everything, but I know what you're saying. No, nah, nah, but I know what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tibbs fan, bro. But you know, and it's just like how I am with LeBron. If if I'm a fan of yours, I'm gonna call you out on the fuck shit. Tibbs did a lot of fuck shit. He did, but <laughs> he some did. of he the did. problems that they had as a team was a function of the way that the team was put together. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Like, he was doing the best he could do with, with the situations that he had. Like, people people didn't appreciate the whole, like, it's next man up. But a lot of people didn't realize that when every time Tibbs said that, it was a shot at Gar and Pat because he was like, it's next man up. So these are the people you've given me. Guess what? This is what I, <laughs> what I got to use. Like, so what, when you got Ronnie Brewer – when you got Ronnie Brewer coming off the bench and, you know, y'all crying about one offense, what is he supposed to do with Ronnie Brewer? Like, and I like, like come on, dog. <laughs> all Ronnie can do is on the baseline. That's all Ronnie Brewer can do. And then you get Rip, but Rip is old as fuck by the time you get him. And you don't have anybody else. It's like they, by the time you get Jimmy Butler, like now Derek has to wait for Jimmy to mm-hmm. become good. And then, like, Garpacks were never behind Hoiberg because on principle, like, I talked about this a few years ago. I, I actually like Freddie, but, you know. They never gave him the team. They never. never gave him the team, dog. And then, like, you had – and the players the players aren't stupid. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people that don't really know the game, like, the ins and outs and, like, the media and, like – like so for us, for instance, we, we, we have friends and we have connects and we have family members that work for certain teams and, and you know, we, we, we get the inside information. A lot of people don't understand that. They think that players are just out there playing and they're clueless. But a lot of those players knew that Freddie didn't have the team because general management were just like, no, you got to do this. You got to do this. Cause they were so used to Tibbs telling, telling them like, no, I run this shit. You're not going to tell me I got this. So they brought in Freddie thinking he could just be a yes man. And then the players see that. And then you got Jimmy who was already like coming into it, but that was after they put together the three alphas, and um, and they had uh, Rondo and fucking D Wade and and D Wade, like 
You what give them a rookie coach? What, like, what did you expect was going to happen? D-Wade telling him, like, man, you ain't going to tell me. I play, you, me and you played together. What you going to tell me? And like, I'm much better at this shit than you are. So, like, so, exactly. so, like, and that's, that's, that, when you see stuff like that, it, you don't look at them. That's, you look at them on the flesh. You look at the, you look at them on the top layer, which you really, you have to dig layers deep and say, why is this like this? And it always comes back to leadership. Hey, man, what have I always said about uh, Fred Hoiberg? I've said the same. I still don't know if Fred Hoiberg is a good coach or not. I have no clue. I don't know if he's a good coach. I don't know if Fred Hoiberg is a bad coach. I don't know what the fuck Fred Hoiberg is. I have no clue. I could not tell you because they did not give him the opportunity to be anything. They didn't give him the chance to be anything. Nothing. So I can't tell you what he is as a basketball coach. What I can tell you is they did not give a rookie coach a team that a rookie coach should be coaching. That much I can tell you for for sure. Not a Clown chance shit. in hell that a rookie coach should be coaching a type of team that they gave him. They did him a disservice. And anybody that, that you know that 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 looked at the way the Bulls were constructed can tell you that they they did him a disservice. You know the crazy thing is he still went five hundred <laughs> and made the playoffs and made the fucking playoffs and almost beat them, bro. Almost beat the Celtics. When, like uh, when Jimmy was uh, shitting the bed, yep. And oh Rondo yeah, and, 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 R- and Rondo and D Wade were out there playing their their minds out, and then Rondo broke his finger. Look, we we I watched that, I, I watched we that know, one game in, uh, in we the know the Sacramento. We know what was going on with the with these games. Like we're you know we're inundated. You know we know what the hell is going on with the Chicago Bulls. There's a lot of people that um, did not know what was going on with the Chicago Bulls. Yet they on Twitter claiming they do to this day. You know, it, it's clown shit. The clown show. You can do a lot they of get talking up every, about what's what, but they the get up day. every night. They get on Twitter and they and they, you know, they let the timeline just scroll and scroll and scroll. As it's scrolling, they're just painting their face, getting their clown paint <laughs> on, getting their red noses, and and they just find the most the most trifling outlandish shit that they could possibly say and they firmly believe that it's right. It's very simple. And just like you said, Drake, they are turning into the bozos in in, in Nick's nation. Yeah, it's very... We uh, cannot do that. Shout out to Harv. Like, I just don't get how people like, you You. You. you know, that's, you know, I do get it. I just had, a, I just had a, an epiphany from the Jesus moment. Uh, an epiphany of sorts. Like, I get it. Y'all are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. You like to be abused. So now said you like it. You like to be abused. You like to be abused. <laughs> <laughs> I got sense. I don't like that shit. So. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's a lot of people who think they know what they're talking about. And when the first person comes up to them and tell them that you don't know what your ass is talking about, they fall deeper into the mindset of like, you know what? I'm going to keep talking about the shit that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just With conviction. With conviction. So, you know, in closing, I'll say, you know, relax. Be patient. Wait. Just let these boys do what they're going to do. If you look at this lineup on paper, I'm telling you right now, I'll take that lineup on 2K all day long. All I'll take that lineup over the, over the lineup we had last year for damn sure. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll take this lineup over what we had last year. Um, I'll take the lineup right we had four months ago. <laughs> I, I, I will, I encourage every, all of our listeners, thank you for having us back. I encourage you to find out who your local congressman is in the state of Illinois, and write him or her asking them to bring up charges on Cristiano Felicio or whatever the fuck his name is. He has been stealing money. He is a fraud, and his time is up. He has to go. His time is up. He is the final boss. Well, I'm not... I'm not going to disagree with you uh, on anything you have to say about Felicio uh, or Felicio. Felicio, Finesse, Finesse, Cristiano Finesse, Finesse, whatever the hell his name is. Cristiano Finesio. <laughs> whatever you, whatever you want to call him. Name. 
it's, it's, the worst. It's, it's Cristiano Felicio. It's Felicio. I just don't know Felicio. It's got to be. That's why I call him that. But you're right. But like, like Dev said, um, thank you guys for having us back. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you and all that shit. Whatever will be accepted. You know, all of that. We, we, we won't be gone for so long the next, uh, the next time, but it's a pandemic. People got families and lives and shit. So give us a break. They got food. Yeah. We'll be back a lot sooner than later. So the dev, Chris, this is Dre. According to sources, you're gone. Peace. Jason, we're like, you're still a bitch. <laughs>